episode 52 of Cypher. My name is Tiana and today we are speaking to Grant to discuss how mental health affects physical health in the workplace for employees and managers. Hi Grant, how are you today? Hi Tiana, going very well. Yourself? I'm very well too. To start off our conversation, how important is a balance between mental health and physical health in the workplace? The balance between physical health and mental health in the workplace is incredibly uh, important. basically for the main reason that our head is part of our body and our brain is connected to many, many functions, as we all know, and and controls a lot of what happens within our body. So if we're stressed out, we've got mental health issues, then it will affect inevitably our physical and our physiological well-being as well. And if we're anxious, we're down, we're depressed, uh, we're stressed, we get more irritable with people, So it is important for all employees and management to understand the importance that mental health has in the workplace. And it's up to everybody to take responsibility for mental health. Yeah, of course. Um, You did mention a few signs and symptoms that an imbalance might be prevalent. What are some other signs of a mental and physical imbalance? Well, look, the... Probably the most common thing to be aware of is a change in someone's behaviour. And at times a change in their appearance. If they, you know, are neat dresses and suddenly come to work and they're not so neatly dressed, they're looking more shabby, their hair's not combed, etc. But any change in behaviour can indicate that there might not be something right in their life. And that could be obviously personal problems, personal challenges, or maybe work-related challenge. And that's, you know, might give us the opportunity to have a, an are you okay chat with them. But, you know, if someone is getting a bit titchy, if someone is getting angry and upset, it might not be that they've had a personality change. It might just be that there are stresses and pressures on them and they're really feeling overloaded at the moment. They're feeling that there's a lot of uncertainty. They might not be able to cope. They might be feeling a sense of helplessness and hopelessness in what is happening and that frays our temper often. We might see withdrawal. People who may have been once quite gregarious, happy to have a chat on the phone with you or over the water cooler, uh, suddenly lock themselves in their office, stay in their office a lot more. Uh, People who come in and normally with a smile on their face and say good morning, come in with a frown on their face and go straight to their desk all indications that something might not be there. And it, it's, it's not only absenteeism, obviously it's people you know, taking sick leave and having quite a lot of leave that could indicate something's wrong, but it's also people not focused and concentrating and getting their work done when they're at work. It might not just be that they're lazy or don't know how to do it properly, it could well be that their concern over things that are happening in their life, work or personal, could be really uh, damaging their mental health. And uh, so they're distracted by what's going on for them. Yeah, of course. And those are all great signs and symptoms to look out for, um, especially to help other people when they might need it most. So why do you think this is usually not as prioritised as it should be or understood as much as it should be, the um, link between mental and physical health, especially within the workplace? I think there's so much emphasis placed on the bottom line, on making money, on uh, making sure that the business is successful, making sure that our team makes enough money so that I get a bonus. Mm -hmm. And we play lip service to the mental health side of things. 
uh, and to being a responsible corporate citizen. It's easy to say those things. It's easy to say that we care and we're empathic, but it's a lot more difficult to actually put time and energy into those areas. And companies that do, and companies that build a culture where people look out for each other, not just the management looking out for the employees, that's important as well, the leadership, but where employees look out for each other and where you know, there is the are you okay conversations that happen, where people encourage to take leave, uh, to make sure that they have a good work-life balance or work-life integration uh, going on, where you know, managers and leaders are having chats with people, not just about their work performance, but how are you going? How are you finding working here? You know, is, are you experiencing positive emotions? Uh, what's your sense of engagement, your sense of relationships like with others? Is there meaning and purposefulness in your uh, work? Are you, you know, experiencing a good amount of vigour and vitality in what's happening? Sometimes I think in a workplace we feel, as a manager or a leader, I haven't got time to do that or have I got time to do that? And we need to flick and switch that thinking to have I got time not to? Because if we don't, it can flick back on you and then suddenly, you know, you start to get burnout happening, high levels of stress. And then the culture, uh, which is so important in a workplace, it's how we get the work done around here, how we go about getting tasks done and how we interact with each other to promote and grow each other and get that work done that is so important. But too many organisations, unfortunately, pay lip service to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so touching on that... As a manager, how would you encourage your team to find a balance? For all the managers out there who are listening, what would be your top tips to encourage your team to find a balance between um, mental and physical health? Keep an eye on them. Make sure that they're working reasonable work hours. Make sure that they've got the resource where possible to do their work within a reasonable period of time. If someone leaves and that position isn't replaced, who the hell is going to pick it up? And be aware of, of, of all of those things. Don't wait for six-month or 12-month performance reviews. Catch up with your people for quick reviews monthly. How are you going? What's working? What's not working? How can I support you more? Uh, are you getting enough resources from me? Is there things you need from me that you're not getting as well? And to have those conversation and those chats and to, to you know, in team meetings, reflect upon what's the culture like here you know how how are we getting on are we uh, achievement driven are we humanistic and encouraging and collaborative with each other or are there things within the culture the way we're going about ourselves as a team that we need to change so that we can be uh, as effective and productive as possible but in doing that in a state of well-being and good mental health yeah of course also within the same leadership space as a manager If a manager has a heavy workload, how would you encourage that person to maintain their own personal balance between mental and physical health? Well, the first thing is to not make excuses and say, I don't have time to balance my life, but be realistic in what you're saying to yourself that I don't make time to balance. And therefore, to make sure that you are leading by example and not working hideously long hours, not taking masses of work home. Make sure that you're showing people at home that they are a priority because there can be a great dearth of difference between our intention and our behaviour. And if I'm working 60 hours a week, I might be telling my partner and my children at home that you're a priority, but my behaviour's not showing it because I'm at work for those hours. 
So they are some of the things that are really quite important. And make sure that we're assertive also in that if we are uh, working really long hours and we don't have enough resource, talk with the people above you uh, about getting more resource and sort out from a solution-focused perspective what you can do about it uh, by leading by example and be open and transparent with your staff. Look, I'm knocking off at four o'clock today, guys, because I'm training my daughter or my son and my daughter in uh, rugby, football or netball, uh, but uh, you know, I, I make the hours up, but uh, I believe in work-life integration and balance and I hope you're doing the same damn thing. So we, we work hard here, but we self-manage so we can manage the other things that we've got to do in this workplace. Yeah, of course. And speaking on this imbalance, how would you describe the domino effect of an imbalance of mental and physical health on the individual person, the workplace, and then the employees? Well, the, the easy way I encourage people to think about that, Tiana, is to think about everything in life as a system. Our brain is a system. Uh, our body is a system. A team is a system. Country is a system. An organisation as a whole is a system. And it's how those cogs in the system turn together, how the people work together. So that if one cog or one person in a team speeds up or slows down, it throws the whole team out. And so as a manager, what we need to make sure that we're doing is that we're being an effective part of the system and make sure that we look after the system and the cogs in the system and it's what we're doing together, that a team approach that is really quite so important. So have a, if you like, a starish team, not a team of stars because that can blow you, uh, blow you out of the water. And, and it, but it really is important to have those team meetings, to set priorities, to be strategic, uh, so that we can go on a journey of sustainable well-being and high performance together. Yeah, that's brilliant. As an employee, how would you recommend maintaining or finding a balance for themselves? Will it be the same way as a manager or will it be a little bit different? No, look, it would be very similar to a manager. You need to be assertive if uh, you're spending far too much time at work or the pressure is too heavy because you don't have enough resources. In a respectful manner, bring that up with your manager, bring that up with your team leader or your supervisor and, and try and work through that with them. And, you know, there might be changes that you need to make in the way that you're going about it. Maybe you just need to get a bit more assertive with yourself and say, no, you know, I'm not going to work back until 8 o'clock. I'm only working until 5.30 or 6 or whatever it might be. I'll come in a bit later on some days. But working out what work-life integration looks like for you, and it's not the same for everybody. And it doesn't just mean to say we have to work 37 and a half hours a week, but what are the things in your life that gives you a sense of achievement, meaning and purpose outside of work and make sure you're integrating that into your life. And as I said before, make sure that you are showing from a behavioural and action perspective that those things are important by actually thinking about them and then doing them and planning them, not just having it as an intention, yeah. as a good intention. Yeah. Good intentions are worth generally 10 cents and a dollar. Good behaviour is worth 90 cents and a dollar. Exactly. And it also goes back to that saying, actions speak louder than words, which is what 
my parents told me all the time. So that's a really good thing to take away from I that. Th- that's a very, very uh, important adage because what it, what it does is it allows us to take common sense into common practice. And common sense is no use to us whatsoever unless we com- uh, take it into common practice. So- also, if an employee notices the signs of an imbalance that you mentioned previously, how would you recommend them reaching out for help? Well, there's a number of ways. One is to bring it up with a manager or a supervisor or a team leader that you trust that will handle it well. Uh, Most organisations have human resource departments that are there to listen to certain issues, especially if you haven't been able to work it out with teammates or work it out with your manager. That's really important ways to go. Speak to people that you trust outside of work. You know, this is what's happening with me. I notice that you seem to deal with some of these similar situations well. Do you mind telling me how the hell you do it so that I might be able to to learn from you? The thing that I would really get people to think about, and that is not to fall into a victim or a poor me role. And victims or poor me project blame out onto others the organisation, the managers or whatever, and take no responsibility themselves, uh, or they project blame inward, I'm hopeless, I'm useless, and blow themselves up and fill themselves up with mental health concerns. What we need to do is take self-responsibility for what's happening, and if we can sort that issue out in the workplace, let's try and do that, but if we can't, we may have to leave a workplace. And also remember that many organisations have services like employees assistance programs that Veritas provides, for example. And the use of the uh, employee assistance program is that it's free, confidential counselling for short-term solution-focused interventions for any work or personal challenges people may, may have. But the most important thing there is to have an attitude of, I'm important to look after, and if I need to get some help and assistance for myself, get it. Exactly. We're all fallible human beings. We are, and there's always somebody to turn to who will be happy to listen and give you a helping hand as well. So, yeah, it makes others feel good. Like when we yeah. help others, generally most of us feel good, don't we? Yeah. But sometimes, oh, I don't want to bother people, but people like pitching in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And there's a lot of resources available for people as well. There are stacks of resources, yeah. you know, Beyond Blue, Lifeline. There's, a, there's yeah. a range of services out there, stacks of them. They just yeah. need... We just need to use them. We do. We do. Well, thank you so much, Grant. And thank you for listening to this episode of Psych Up. We'll see you next time when we talk about mental health and physical health in sport. Oh, oh, oh.